All right, welcome back, everybody. It's a new word, a new month. I am Leslie Bolser, the Curriculum Director for Core Essential Values, and I'm here with my friend, Dr. Beth Trammell. Hey, everyone. I am Dr. Beth Trammell. I'm a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East, where I'm also the director of the Master's in Mental Health Counseling Program, and I focus on helping um, parents, teachers, caregivers to make words matter for good. Um, trying to be intentional about the things we say and ways that we communicate with kids and just people that we're around. So I love words. You love words. I love talking about words in a way that tries to help people. And so this word is, frankly, kind of tiring. Yeah. I was <laughs> it just, just makes me tired. I was just going to say, like, aren't we all worn out? Don't we need a month where we don't have to talk about working through hard things? Oh my gosh. And we just take a month off, like a whole I, month. You know, for yeah. real. So the word is grit <clears throat> and it's about refusing to give up when things get hard, when life gets hard, when moments are tough, refusing to quit and give up. However, I think we should acknowledge that maybe we're kind of in a place right now where we're we're pretty tired. So I think maybe like just, you know, everybody keeps talking about post-COVID world and certainly we're tired just because of that. Like we're globally tired, right? But I also think this part of the school year, this part of the year, we had summer, we were going and having fun and doing things. And then the school year started and it was like this rapid pace of getting used to schedules and doing all of that. And now we're sort of settled in and it does really feel like a good month for a nap. Yeah. <laughs> like this is why animals hibernate. That's right. I That's mean, right. they're getting ready for hibernation. They're looking forward to hibernation. Yeah. And then we have like the yeah. holidays coming up. I feel like let's just nap this month and then we'll be come back again in November and December ready to enjoy being around other people. For real. Uh, you know, if we could only just do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, our middle and high schoolers probably wouldn't nap. They would no. probably just TikTok and video game phones. for a yeah. month. Yeah. Which may or may not be the best use of their time. But I, I think we all can relate to this idea of just chronic fatigue. Yeah. And our kids are no different. You know, as I think about my middle and high schooler, I think about, right, we're into, like, we've kind of settled into the school year. Yeah. And frankly, we're like way into extracurriculars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so now, um, you know, if you've got a middle or high schooler who is involved in anything and kind of this are feeling any of the pressure to be involved in lots of things and not want to miss out on anything. Yeah. The level of fatigue is very real. Yeah. And just a little side note on child and adolescent development. Our ability to kind of be extra motivated during the adolescent years, it's not really great. <laughs> so it's not like they have like all of the biological. Right. I mean, developmentally, yeah. we're talking about an age of kids that are have low motivation anyway. Mm -hmm. And so now we are at an age where we're, you know, we're talking about these these kids who developmentally have kind of a decreased level of motivation for all the things that we as adults care about. 
Right. But then we've also been in this three year period of, you know, emotional exhaustion and physical fatigue. So we're sort of in a pretty tough place right now as we talk about this word grit this month of of really pushing through when things get hard with that background information, you know? Yeah. You know, we talked about this a little bit with the elementary group, but I do think grit sometimes gets a bad rap. Um, I think it was maybe presented as sort of a, a little bit of a cure-all. If you have yeah. grit, then it's, it's like the one thing you need to make it in life to be successful. Um, and I think there was some backlash toward that, toward the word. And I want to be clear that that's not what we're talking about. Like if you have grit, you can overcome all obstacles. Yeah. We're talking more of like a, on a day-to-day basis, just like we have conversations about kindness or patience or joy or courage, any of those other words we have conversations about, we don't believe that any single one of them will cure everything. Um, but we just believe that people need to build the skills within those values that kind of flex that muscle to get better at those, to um, use them in their lives and their family lives and their work lives and their community lives. And I think grit's no different, you know? Um, it's not a cure-all, but it is something that you need to get through the daily, I'd rather just lay in bed or that homework can wait until tomorrow, or, oh, my friends are going to the mall. I'm just going to tell my volleyball coach I'm sick. Yeah. You know, facing hard things is what our teens are going to be doing forever. Yeah. You know, and so I think in contrast to what we kind of talk about grit for our younger kids, our older kids are needing to learn some of these lessons around things might feel hard when, you know, you're faced with this challenge today and you may have to push through and here's how you might be able to do that. Right. So you're not going to want to do your geometry homework. You're not going to want to confront a friend who said something inappropriate at lunch. Right. You're going to want to just quit. You're going to want to not have to do that because we're programmed to make life easier. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And we're especially programmed to make life easier when we feel tired. Yeah. And unmotivated. So I think it's realizing that our teens, one, their, their initial response is likely going to be I want to quit Mm -hmm. because all of us are going to take that path of least resistance. So helping them look through what are the skills that you have? What are the resources you have that can help you push through when things get hard? But I think also having conversations when things aren't hard is about preparing them for when things are right. Like part of the the reason that grit is hard is because we're sometimes shocked at the struggle, Mm. right? We're like, Oh, I didn't think this was going to be this hard. Yep. I'm just going to quit. Yeah. It's not worth it. So having conversations about ways that your teenager can kind of prepare for the, the hardness of whatever the situation might be. Yeah. May help them figure out how to push through in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think, you know, in elementary school, there is a lot of opportunity for parents to step in and sort of do things for their kids that their kids do and help them out. And I think some people think that in high school, it's harder. It's actually not. It's actually just as easy as a parent to step in and do things for your kid and help them in ways that 
maybe you shouldn't, or maybe you know you shouldn't, but you just continue to do it anyway because it, um, in, in, in our minds as parents, sometimes the outcome is more important than the process itself. Um, and so I think talking about or thinking about grit for a month can help remind us as parents that the process is really, really important. Yeah. And I think even having conversations, because our kids are older now, having conversations around what is our tendency when things get hard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So first evaluating on our end, right? What do I do? Me as a parent, what do I do when things get hard? But then also asking your teenager, like, what is your, what's your automatic response when something's hard? Yeah. And having them be aware so that they know, right? For example, we've talked, if, if there's a listener who's kind of followed you and I for a while, you and I are birds of a feather here that we like, like 95% of the project. And then that last 5% is like our least favorite part. Yep. I love me a good project around the house. And I, you know, talked about this in one of the other podcasts that I recently, actually my, my teenage daughter said, mom, let's paint the sunroom. And I was like, yes, this sounds great. Let's paint the sunroom. Except both of us are 95% people. She Mm. also would really like to stop at like 96%. So, um, you know, we started going and uh, we got the first coat on and we were on the ladders and we were doing all the things. And then our arms started to hurt and (laughs) our, we were having to like clean up spills of paint and it was like getting annoying. And we both were like, we think this is good enough. Yeah. And y'all, it's tough because... I have to like talk myself into grit in those moments. Yeah. And I don't always do it well. Yeah. And so it's like, how do I teach her to have grit when things are hard when it's even hard for me? Yeah, no, that's a fantastic point. And that's where it becomes, that's where it's so important that as parents, we're having conversations about it. But it isn't a directive. Yeah. It's a conversation where kids see. And again, this is why you and I love these words so much. Because as adults, you don't grow out of them and you can't have so much money or so many skills or so many other things that you're good at them. These are all things we all have to work on all the time. And grit is no different. Uh, as you were talking about that, I was kind of thinking in my mind, ugh, like I, there's a room in my house I really need to paint. But now that you're talking about it, I'm really, I'm not going to. <laughs> so you're not even going to start. So you don't have to. I don't even want to start because I don't want to get to the 95% and be like, crap, I have to keep going now. <laughs> Everybody's going to see the blue paint under the gray paint. I have to keep going. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. tough. And I think just being able to be real about that with our teenagers, especially, and say, look, I, there are times that I don't want to either. And then here's what I weigh in my mind. Here are the things I tell myself right. to decide if it's worth it to go ahead and start the painting job or say that tough thing to somebody or do the thing at work that I'm really dreading because it's going to be an annoying project or whatever it is. We have those conversations with our kids so they can see our internal process of how we decide when it's worth it to push through and when it's okay to say, you know what, not this time, not this one. I think what you're saying is so true because there is a big portion of grit that that happens for us as parents inside of us. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they may not necessarily see me say to myself, oh, I don't feel like doing this. 
I don't feel like finishing, right? They may not see me internally push through my like mantra of I can do hard things or you've birthed four children. You can finish painting the wall, you know, like laundry. Exactly. Like I have an internal dialogue, but they don't see that. And so I think you're right. Like our teenagers especially need to see the process and hear from us, maybe our process of, of both struggle and success. Like, here's what I've realized that I can do that. It's okay to take a break, but I can't take a break longer than like a couple of days because then I'm like, "Ah, I'm off to the next project. So I can take an hour and go have, you know, a walk in the neighborhood, but then I have to come back to it or else I won't. Like, this is what I've learned about me. And so you need to learn about you, what it is that your tendency is when you want to quit. But then also, how do you get yourself to stick with it? Yeah. And same for me. I was just thinking, so same painting analogy, right? So if I was going to paint a room, probably what I would do to make myself finish is I would invite people over next week and invite my parents over, invite some friends over, because if I have paint cans and a tarp out, I'm going to have to answer to them (laughs) for why that's still sitting there. But if I know that I have a week and a half of a deadline, I'll probably get it done. A little social peer pressure, right? Yes. And I think the other thing that I just personally have realized is that some of me saying like prep your kids for like the potential struggle. Mm-hmm. It becomes easier to face challenges when you feel prepared. So this, we're going to continue on this painting analogy, right? Where I will quit if I don't have the right tools. Yeah. And so I prepare by making sure I have all of the things I need. I need at least two rollers. Cause I know I'm not going to finish it right. all. And if I don't have another roller, I'm not going to the store after I've started, you know? So it's like prep ahead of time with what I know are going to be my stoppers, Mm -hmm. right? The things that are going to be easier for me to be like, yep, quitting is easier than driving to the store. Yeah. So if you can help them prepare and even suggest some things that maybe have happened in the past, right? Like, well, in the past, this has happened in that you, you kind of have a hard time getting over that. Right. So then preparing in as many ways as you can may minimize some of those obstacles over time. For sure. You know, and we were just, we were joking about my teenage daughter who doesn't like to put away her clothes after they're washed and things like that. So another thing you can do is make it less painful, right? So maybe there's music playing in the background, or maybe there's something you stop every so often to treat yourself with something else. It doesn't have to be painful to show grit. There can always be moments where you reward yourself or where you add things to it. I could paint my room and invite some friends over and say, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to do pizza and wine after, but come help me knock this room out today. We're going to get it all done today. If I got invited to somebody's house to help them do that, I would a hundred percent go do that. You're so right. And it's so good to point out that like, we, we have this idea that grit has to be a struggle. I think you're right on track that, you know, we can try to minimize as much of the discomfort to maximize the the likelihood of pushing forward. So I think that's great. What what a great example. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so we're gonna wrap up for today. Um, If you wanna know more about Core Essentials, you can find us on our website at coreessentials.org or on our social media channels at CE Values. And what about you, Beth? 
Yeah. So my website is makewordsmatterforgood.com. And I also have two other podcasts, one called uh, Things You'll Learn in Therapy. And the other is called Kids These Days Need Us to Make Words Matter for Good. So you can follow along um, with either of those podcasts, add those to your list. Uh, I also am on Facebook, mostly MWM with kids. That's amazing. And Beth, check your email. I'm going to be sending you an invite to come help me paint my room and uh, in a couple weeks here. And I'll do it 95% of the way and then I'll let you finish. Let me know bail. Sounds great. Please <laughs> <Please> we know. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk soon. See you later.